Welcome to the Breezy Babies podcast where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 97, Traveling While Pumping. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey there, friend. How are you doing today? Oh, it feels so good to be back with you and recording this podcast episode. I feel like I have been on a hiatus <laughs> ever since our Disneyland trip um, in March. Things have just been a little crazy. If you've been following me on Instagram, um, I've had some GI issues ever since our trip, some nausea, bloating, some abdominal pain, trying to figure out what the heck is going on with that. Um, still putting together all the puzzle pieces. I do at least finally have a diagnosis from my doctor. Um, have you heard of something called SIBO before? Something that I'm learning more about. And um, I know many of you have expressed that you are interested in learning more about this as well. So as I am going through this journey, I'll be sharing the tips and tricks with you. But one thing that I was thinking today is that giving birth, being pregnant, being in your postpartum period, it is rough. It is so rough. And even for someone like me who coaches families day in and day out through this time period, um, I still need a team around me. As I have navigated this journey since having my fourth baby, who is now six months old now, and I'm still very much navigating, um, all things postpartum as I'm dealing with these different issues. Um, some people that I have surrounded myself with in this journey are foot zoners, acupuncturists, um, chiropractors, functional doctors, medical doctors, so many people, um, cranial sacral therapists that have helped me through my journey postpartum. And so this is just a reminder that if you are having a hard time through your pregnancy, through your delivery, through your postpartum period, you are not in it alone. There are people who are specialized in these certain things that are there to help you through. You don't have to go through this alone. Because it's a rough journey. Even if you just have a smooth pregnancy, a smooth delivery, like everything's just going well, it still is just a tricky time yeah, to get used to this new baby, new feeding schedule, new sleeping schedules, all the things. So that's my reminder for you today. Don't go through this alone. Now, you are going to love my podcast guest today. I can't wait to share with you more about her and how I met her and why she agreed to do this podcast episode for me. <laughs> but first of all, let me tell you, before we totally dive into traveling while pumping, I want to tell you that you may already know that I'm a huge advocate of pumping while you are away from your baby, especially if you're returning to work. And the reason for that is that you should not have to choose between working and meeting your lactation goals. You can totally have both. 
That is why I made pumping plans for moms returning to work. Now I have made a handful of plans specifically for families prepping to leave on vacation without their baby. I go over things like how much milk to leave behind, how often you need to pump and for how long to meet that freezer stash goal, how to feed your baby with the bottle while you're away so that they can more easily transition back to the breast when you're back together. But basically all of that is my specialty. So P.S. If you need yourself a pumping plan, head on over to breezybabies.com and hit me up. Now, as I tell you this next part of the story, you might be a little confused as to why I am telling you this, but it will all make sense. So I recently had a client that I met with telehealth twice. This client gave me permission to share this story, by the way, so no HIPAA laws being broken here. (laughs) So we had gotten to know each other through these couple of hour long telehealth chats And she told me that her job was basically to travel and she went to cool and amazing places, but she wasn't able to take her baby with her. P.S. Doesn't that sound so cool to be able to travel all over the world for your job? I am really jealous about that. So in our second telehealth consult, we reached a point where we needed to do a way feed way with her baby. And we knew that that was going to be a really helpful part to guide, um, our care plan, our future care plan. So if you're not familiar with what a way feed way is as an IBCLC, we have baby scales. Mine is kind of giant, but it works really well. So I keep it. And every time I go to an in-person consultation where I meet with my lactation clients, I take my scale. The majority of my consults are in home, meaning that it's in the client's home, not in my home. (laughs) So I take that big scale all around with me. So um, in a consultation, I set the scale up. We weigh the baby before a feeding, baby eats, and then we put baby back on the scale. And what's really cool is I can measure exactly how much they ate, exactly how much they took in at the breast, even down to milliliters. Now, something like that isn't necessary for every single feed for every single baby, but it's so helpful to just get a snapshot of how baby is doing at the breast. For example, oh, in five minutes, your baby transfers about 30 milliliters, which is one ounce. And on the second side, your baby did 10 minutes and took 50 milliliters. So that's a full feed. Yay. 80 milliliters. Woohoo. Your baby did it back on track. So getting back to the story, I go to my client's house who I'm so happy just happened to live within 30 minutes of where I live, which is my driving range. Um, I'm in Northern Utah, (laughs) PS. I wish I could travel all over Utah, but I do have to set a little bit of a limit. So 30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes is about how far I'll travel. So we do the consultation. It's great. And the topic of returning to work comes up and I say, Hey, we can use one of your free consults. By the way, this is one of my clients who was approved through lactation network for six free consults. So I said, we can use one of your free consults to make a pumping plan for returning to work. 
Well, joke was on me because I had totally spaced that my client, she traveled all over the world for work and had been doing it while breastfeeding for quite a few years already. As we got talking about it, she spilled her tips and tricks. She's learned about traveling while pumping. She knew her stuff. She's lived this. And I knew that my expertise personally was more in returning to work and not so much with travel. So I begged her to share her knowledge and she agreed. In fact, my client's name is Megan and she is my special podcast guest today. So you are going to love her. I even learned myself a tip or two about traveling while pumping And while I don't know if I will ever be doing that, I just tend to take my baby on a trip or I will often wait until after they wean to go without them. But I do know that some of you will benefit so much from these tips. And who knows, maybe I will take a trip where I need to pump well away from my baby. So if you are breastfeeding and going on a trip without your baby, this episode is for you. I will turn the time over to my guest in just a minute here, but first I want to tell you just a little bit about Megan Roberts, my amazing podcast guest. Um, A little bit about her is that she actually grew up overseas and she's currently a mom of three. Like I already explained in the beginning, She is an event manager and she works for a travel incentives company. So that's why she gets to travel to so many cool places. Now, she's not allowed to take her kids on these work trips. So she's done a lot of trips while away from her babies and she's needed to pump and store her milk. So she's going to share her top three tips on packing, hotel and airport tips, with pumping and storing your breast milk. So without further ado, here is my guest, Megan. Hi, I am Megan Roberts and I am a mom of three to the spunkiest four-year-old, the most insane one and a half-year-old and a sweet two-month-old. I work as an event manager for a travel incentive company based in Utah. This job has allowed me to travel for work, but I actually started traveling really young when I moved out of the country when I was just a few weeks old and then continued to live overseas in different countries during my childhood. My childhood really sparked a love of travel and I've continued to travel for fun and for work. And I've been to almost 40 countries and 30 states. It's so hard to pick a favorite place that I've traveled to, but a few of my favorites have been Italy, New Zealand, and Tanzania. I have a deep love for Africa and I spent a few months volunteering in an orphanage in Tanzania, so I have a different kind of love for Africa. Traveling has always been super easy and natural for me, um, but when I had to start traveling for work after I had my first baby, it threw a complicated element into it. I had no idea how much time and thought it would take to make sure I had enough milk before I left on these trips and all the time that it would take while I was actually on the trip, making sure I was pumping on time and all the different elements that went into it. So after about collective 30 months of breastfeeding and traveling so far, I've learned some helpful tips and tricks that have made it a little less stressful for me 
um, during my travels. So I would love to help break down some of those tips to make it a little less stressful for you if you're having to travel away from your baby while breastfeeding. So I will start by saying I have never traveled away from my baby on a car trip. So if that is what you're doing, hopefully some of these might be still applicable, but my main uh, topic that I'm going to go over today is traveling uh, via airplane. So the first category um, out of the three I want to kind of cover for you today is packing and getting ready for that trip. So the first most important thing I would say is a cooler that is going to keep that milk cold no matter how long it has to stay in there for. I personally use a collapsible cooler so it can fit into my suitcase on the way there and so I'm only having to check a bag on the way home. I use and have loved the AO Cooler brand and I have two different sizes depending on how long my trip is. The next thing you're going to need is milk storage bags and a sharpie to mark them with. I always bring more storage bags than I think I'm going to need just in case because I don't want to get into a pinch. Ziploc bags. I bring quite a few Ziploc bags that I just put into the cooler on the way there. I bring a handful of gallon and quart size Ziploc bags. I use the gallon Ziploc bags to put all the milk bags in and then some of those gallon bags and the quart size to fill up with ice and I'll get to that in a little bit. A mini cooler depending on what your travel itinerary is if you're going to be um, going on little day trips away from where you're sleeping. Electric and handheld pump, a few bottles and pump parts. You'll always want a handheld just in case something happens to your electric pump. One time I was in a European airport on the way to a trip and the outlet, outlet blew my pump and I was out an electric pump for my two week trip. I was so glad I had my handheld. Make sure that wherever you're traveling, if you're gonna need a converter or an adapter for your pump, that would have saved me that electric pump that I blew in the European airport. <laughs> some pump and cleaning wipes, depending on when, wherever you're traveling. Um, some places might not have clean tap water that you're easily cleaning them in the sink. So I always bring um, some cleaning wipes with me. And then I always bring a backpack with my pump and my pump parts for my carry-on since I'll always need to do at least one or two airport pumps during my travel and potentially an um, plane pump. So you always want to be prepared and have everything with you. The next category is when you get to your hotel, cruise, Airbnb, wherever you might be staying on that trip. So you get to your destination and you'll be pumping throughout the day whether you're able to pump every time in your room or you'll have to do some pumping on the go, regardless, you're gonna to need to figure out where you're going to store that milk. If you're staying in a hotel or a cruise cabin, most of those mini fridges don't actually stay cool enough for milk. They have a dial in the back that changes the temperature. Most of them will be set to the warmest setting. So if you're able, pull out that mini fridge and change the dial to make it colder. Some of those mini fridges you're not able to move or some actually might not even have that dial, but they're just not gonna be cold enough. So in those cases, sometimes you'll get lucky and there'll be a tiny little ice box in the corner of the mini fridge. You'll actually be surprised at how many milk bags you can fit into them. I will stick as many as possible into the ice box and then rotate them constantly between the ice box and the fridge during a trip so the bags are always staying frozen. If you're not so lucky and there's no ice box, it's time to make some best friends. 
I have befriended many a hotel bellman or a cruise cabin steward. I will first ask if they have access to their freezer. No hotel has ever denied me access to the freezer. Um, I'll either bring it down to a certain person every time I pump, whether it be the concierge or someone in charge of housekeeping, or I'll call the housekeeping when I'm pumping and they'll send someone up to retrieve the milk. I collect all that frozen milk at the end of the trip and then put it in my cooler for the trip home. All the cruises that I've been on haven't been able to let me use their freezer, unfortunately. So I have the cabin steward bring me one or two buckets of ice every other time I pump and I kind of swap out the ice that might be melting in those Ziploc bags. And I store all the milk bags in that cooler with the rotating ice. Um, something to know about hotel and cruise ice is that typically those machines are set at the warmest setting it can be to still have ice frozen in there. So once the ice gets out, it starts melting super quickly. So if you're using the ice method, I will fill up the Ziploc bags with ice and then have it surrounding the Ziploc bag of milk bags in the cooler. And if you have a really good cooler, that should actually keep it a little bit colder than a fridge would. So um, just always make sure that you are keeping up on the guidelines of how long milk can stay out in room temperature, in a fridge, and frozen for. Um, and obviously it all depends on how long your trip is. Um, some of these trips you might be out and about a lot. I typically use a hand pump when I'm out and unless I know I'm gonna have access in a space to use my electric pump, which is pretty rare. So for those out and about milk pump sessions, um, I will bring a little lunchbox size cooler just to store my milk in. If I know I'm going to be less than a few hours away from the hotel, I'll just keep it at room temperature without ice, um, and that has worked really well for me. When I leave the hotel at the end of the trip, regardless of what method I've used, I will always fill all the rest of the Ziploc bags with fresh ice for the way home. Okay, so you've made it through the trip, you've pumped more than you ever wanted to, and then you're getting to the airport. So this is my last category, is the airport experience on the way home. TSA is unfortunately going to be the trickiest part of the whole situation usually. Unfortunately, every TSA usually has a different story. Some will let you bring ice through, some will need to wipe a milk bag down for testing, some will even need to stick a testing stick into the milk. So it's really hard to be prepared for every scenario, but hopefully I can at least get you thinking about the scenarios that you might come across. So to some TSA and airlines won't let you bring ice in your bag. Um, I've only been told no ice by an airline when I was checking my bag and they asked what was inside the cooler. And then they told me I couldn't bring the ice, but luckily that time I was able to smooth talk my way into letting them allow some but be prepared that it might be something that could happen. Um, if your milk is frozen and you don't have a lot of layovers, you should be fine. Um, but if not, you're gonna wanna try to bring that cooler with you on board. Uh, I haven't had very many TSA officers tell me that I can't bring ice on my carry-on through security, but there has been a handful and I, in that scenario, I've just dumped my ice in a trash can and then when I'm through security, I filled up the ice bags um, with ice at Starbucks or other soda fountains at a restaurant nearby. So the checking versus bringing your cooler on board all depends on your comfort level of being away from your milk, how long your flight is, if you have layovers, and if your milk is frozen or not. 
But if you get home and your frozen milk has started to thaw and is a little slushy, don't worry, you can still refreeze it as long as it's not 100% thawed. This knowledge has saved me many a breakdown. Another just quick airport tip that is a game changer is downloading the Mamava app. This is super helpful for other places besides just the airport, but that app is going to tell you where the closest pumping pod is to wherever you are. They are amazing and they'll save you from hand pumping in a bathroom stall, which I've obviously done many a time as well. So I have so many other random tips that I've learned from traveling while pumping and breastfeeding mom, but I hope that some of these tips have helped ease any stress and given you the knowledge to feel confident in traveling away from your baby. All right. So there you have it. Isn't Megan so amazing? I so appreciate all her tips and tricks. And my favorite part of what she shared is where she says that she makes friends with the stateroom attendant or people in the hotel. And when she makes friends with them, they are so willing to help her out. And isn't that the truth? Um, I've just learned that Sometimes just killing people with kindness is just the best way to to just get through life a little bit easier, even though it's not always so easy to do that. So I so appreciate Megan and sharing her top tips. If you know of a family who is traveling without their baby and they are breastfeeding when they're normally home with their baby or even exclusively pumping and they want to save their breast milk and get it back to their baby after their trip or vacation, then will you do me a favor and share this podcast episode with them? It's so easy to do. You can just click the little share button if you're listening in Apple Podcasts or send them the link. And that really helps to grow this show. Another thing you can do is just leave a Apple Podcast review. So simple. takes two minutes to do. And it helps other families to find this podcast as well. So thank you so much for listening in today. And I would love to hear what you liked most about this podcast episode. You can always find me at Breezy Babies on Instagram, breezybabies.com, or you can email me brie at breezybabies.com and give me all the feedback. So of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, you're a good friend to all. Have a good day. Bye.